cheerleader series. So I'm very excited to to start book three today. This is the most riv. Should I be embarrassed that I've never been so riveted by a book in years? And this is like uh, definitely since, for like- since Twilight, which is another book for children. <laughs> no, <laughs> I have been riveted post Twilight. I read a book about Victorians for adults, but yeah, this is definitely for children. Uh, so I'm a little embarrassed that this is the most engaging book I've read in years, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done explaining how I am. So I'm sad, but trying to cram some stuff into my last spooky day. I get it. I get it. <clears throat> yeah. That would be a great transition if we didn't have voicemails. Listener mail. Hi, this is Alex. On a recent episode, Pete talked about the trouble of keeping track of which shirts he had worn a little bit or totally needed to go in the laundry or were nice and fresh and clean. And my solution to that is for shirts that I hang up in the closet, if they are clean, I hang them on the hanger so that the uh, front of the shirt face is left. And then if I have worn it for a couple of hours, but it's still pretty good, I turn it around so that the front of the shirt faces to the right when hung up in the closet. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I really admire Alex's system. The, uh, I think my problem with it, though, is that <laughs> I will not remember what any of those mean. <laughs> I like your system, Alex. Well, all of my clothes are black, and I can't tell where they start <laughs> and where they end, so that wouldn't help me. But that is a good system. Um, Alex also reached out on Facebook because a New York Times game that he plays, the subject of the day was WNBA teams. Oh. But I got to it too late. I don't, I don't check Facebook all the time. Ooh. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so thank you for the suggestion, Alex, but I think I'm too dumb. Uh, also, uh, if you're like me and you were a natural deodorant, your shirt's shot after just a couple hours. <laughs> so you get exactly one. I Oh, I'll wear pants for years, but I get exactly one wear out of every shirt, unless it is the most thick fucking wool sweater ever. But everything else, I just get hours out of it, man. I forever regret making the switch to natural deodorant, but I've committed and I can never change. <laughs> I only buy that toxic shit. I'm jealous. It comes you in a uranium box. I smell way better than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We also have a call. Is this, this isn't a first time caller, is it? Oh, I don't know. Uh, At least yeah, I, I don't remember. know what to call before. I don't recall you calling before. Because yeah, we're, we're coming up on 300 episodes, so how the hell should we remember? <laughs> I think this might be a first-time caller. Hi, it's Alicia. I'm submitting a spooky story. I don't know if it's really spooky, but I'm going to try to make it quick. I know that there's a... It's spooky. Okay. okay. <laughs> Just so you know. Time limit. So much pressure. So when I was 16 or 17 years old, my grandmother had passed away, and she passed away in her sleep in our home. Uh, this is when we were living in this development, and the house is on El Dorado Drive. Unfortunately, you know, she had passed, so all of oh, the oh. family members... What? I said I remember her. She was very sweet. Oh. Did you remember El Dorado Drive? Yeah, I do. I remember all of this. I've known Alicia since I was nine. All right, so you don't want me to play the call? Is that it? What? All I said was I remember my grandma. She was nice. You're the one who asked me about El Dorado. I want to go to sleep, guys. 
Yeah, okay. Ended up staying the night in the house that she passed away in. So the eve of her actual funeral service, I remember having this very vivid dream where she was in the house and she was talking to me. And I remember being kind of creeped out about it, but I could vividly hear what she was saying to me and just letting us know that she was okay and whatnot. I remember being so rattled by the fact that she had been talking to me in my dream that I woke up. But I did not realize is when I simultaneously woke up, so did my aunts as well as my sisters and my cousins. So we all woke up, all the women of the family all woke up at the same time, and it was my aunt who actually proclaimed, I saw her, I saw her, she was talking to me. So in some weird kind of way, I believe she was actually talking to all of us at once. Again, I don't know if that's spooky as much as it is more of a comfort to know that, you know, she was like, hey, guys, I got this. You're all okay. I'll be okay. But that's my story. I hope I did it within the time limit and this doesn't cut off. But we'll find out. Okay. Bye, guys. You, first of all, you did. We heard it all. No, that was good. That was, it was like more like, it was like spooky, but like happy spooky. It'd be like a, no, it was terrifying. What? Her dead grandmother has the power to infiltrate dreams (laughs) and in a, like as a group. That's terrifying. First of all, yeah, that is really powerful now that you bring it up. (laughs) I mean, I, okay. Separating her grandmother, because it just feels weird, because I, I don't, just someone who can be in multiple dreams, I don't think it's like, oh, she co- she coexists simultaneously in each dream. She probably sends a message and then, like, projects it into their dreams, Pete. She's not, like, she doesn't have, like, she's not Freddy Krueger, okay? <laughs> so, like, she, like, someone who does that, like, could project in the different dreams. But anyway, that's a very beautiful story, Alicia. Thank you. Spooky, but beautiful. Wow. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, wait, yeah. I, did. I was going to say, did I tell everyone like how... the moon. Uh, the moon's also spooky and beautiful. Yeah, the moon is spooky and beautiful. The other day, it was so fucking huge. And then my inbox was flooded with pictures of the moon from people. And I'm glad that people think <laughs> see the moon and then think of me. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. I'm very glad. No, yeah, um, I, I almost did, but I didn't. <laughs> also... <laughs> It was funny though, because everyone sent pictures, but actually, like, I don't, it was like I was in the, like, me and the moon were having a moment. My, my, my proximity to the moon was closer than any of these people, so it was like the moon was like, it's like I could kiss it. <laughs> it was so close. If you weren't married. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He gives, that's my hall pass. <laughs> um, also, I know I reacted last episode. But Juan, I can't stop thinking about your story. <laughs> Juan's story is the scariest. Mm, I don't know. Alex's stories. Oh, you know what? Every listener who gives us a story, it's very scary. Mm-hmm. But Juan's just, I can't stop thinking about it. Well, Alex was able to explain his away as a yeah. childhood misunderstanding, which gave some levity to it at the end. But Juan's just like, rando ladies are tapping yeah. my junk in the subway. Yeah. And Alicia's sounds, and making eye contact. Yeah, that makes it weird. Alicia sounds like something that like would happen to my family because my family had a lot of situations. Which I was going to call in one of my. I mean, now that we're calling our own show, I was going to call in some stories from my family. But we've done three hundred fucking episodes. I don't remember what I've told you guys already, so I just gave up. We're at two hundred and ninety, like oh, okay. three or whatever. Okay, for episode three hundred, can we just give ourselves a break? <laughs> Not doing stuff. <laughs> 
But inherently, the next episode will be 300, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, Marissa. Uh-huh. No more spooky stories. Icebreaker. For the icebreaker, I would like to know, what is, like, a palate cleanser that you suggest for people on November 1st to kind of, like, restart? <laughs> Stay in the season, maybe, but restart. Why didn't you ask me this before the episode? That's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> um... What do you mean restart? Like how to cleanse spookiness out? Yeah, like maybe something wholesome or, you know, something that would just kind of be like, okay, spooky, scary stuff is over and, you know, but like it's not Christmas yet. Yeah, just something neutral, innocuous. Mine is uh, the DC League of Super Pets movie. What the fuck? That's nothing related to anything. No, it's not. (laughs) But it's wholesome. It's exciting. Okay. Do you need to get out of your debauched Halloween high by something? Are you like, are you like being a scumbag all through October? Uh-huh. Do you need something wholesome? Yep. Okay. Listen, um, it's about dread. It's about fear. For some people, it's like gore. You know, I'm just saying, what's something wholesome that could that could, you know? Here's an idea. How about, and this isn't something I've done before, but this is an idea, and I am going to do it. Uh, people could watch Coco, which is a Disney movie. Mm. I think about Day of the Dead. Dia de... Someone just told me it was not Dia de los Muertos. It's Dia de Muertos. I need to read up why I'm confused. The name used in Mexico to name the traditional festival in which the dead are honored is Dia de Muertos, although the name Dia de los Muertos is also grammatically correct. Dia de Muertos is the literal translation for All Souls Day, the Catholic holiday from which Mexico's veneration of its faithful departed is partly derived. Notice how it's not called All of the Souls Day, even though that makes more sense. Uh, cause isn't that the day after Halloween? Yeah, and that that's wholesome, right? Yeah, it's a Disney movie. I heard it was a very beautiful Disney movie. So, uh, yeah, I would say that. Or you could just allow yourself to fall into a deep depression. Or you could just go fucking hard into Christmas. I would say one of three. You either yeah. let yourself be depressed, watch Coco, or just watch a fucking Lifetime movie immediately. No, no, she means a Hallmark movie. Oh, yeah, whatever. You gotta mainline that shit. Yeah, 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 Hallmark movie, that's what I meant. Last time I was at my mom's, it was, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, and (laughs) Hallmark already had brand new Christmas movies on. Does Hallmark ever have a Halloween movie? Uh, they have had peripheral Halloween movies. Like meaning? One, for example, took place at a pumpkin patch. Lame. Come on, guys. You could fall in love at a Halloween party. Or how about, like, one of you is cursed or something? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. They did have one, too, where um, there was a ghost in a house, and she was stuck in the house, and she couldn't leave. And I think that she was supposed to help two people fall in love, and then she could leave. But I don't remember her leaving. Yeah, maybe she did leave at the end. <laughs> yeah. A small, uh, a woman 
a big city woman dies while in a small town and she can't leave that house until she learns to embrace the charm of small town living. I think that's the best idea for a movie. What was frustrating about the movie that I just described was that she was from the 1920s. Okay. So she was a flapper. Ooh, did she have a, a uh, what the fuck is that called? Transatlantic yeah. accent? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is so good. <laughs> Do you think anyone talked in their day-to-day life with a transatlantic accent or just, like, for the radio and film? No, I think there were definitely people who, you know, would would put it on for the day. Just like, again, you use, like, just like if you heard new slang or something, you would start using it even though you're not really sure what it means. I don't ever accuse me of that. Um, she, does, I, she does it all the time. She just doesn't want you guys to know. I think we did an episode on transatlantic accent, right? Yes, you did. But I want to do it again. I feel like I still didn't grasp onto what it is from my own episode. <laughs> anyway. This is my episode, Marissa. Okay. So I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm going to, uh, this could be a little spooky. I'm not sure, but I, I didn't mean it to be. found it more interesting. You guys were, when, I'm sorry, I don't think we clarified. We, this is coming out, obviously, after Halloween, but we're recording on Halloween. Yeah. So it's, like, not so scary because it's not Halloween when you're listening to it. Yeah. But in a way. <laughs> um, I'm going to be working off of, I think, two or three sources. We're going to start with the New York Times. Um, there's a sort of, like, advice column, maybe. I don't know what it's called, but I just pulled the the actual question and answer. Um, this was from August 30th, 2023, and uh, I believe the man's name is pronounced Philip Galanez. Okay. Uh, he is the guy who is answering the questions. So here's the question. <clears throat> My partner and I went through a breakup recently. During our relationship, he developed a close bond with my dog. As the dog grew older, we joked about cloning her to keep her in our lives. I don't like this. If Barbara Streisand could do it, why couldn't we? I'm sorry, what? I'll get there. Okay. (laughs) Then the joke became a reality. When my dog turned 12, we cloned her. It's been a joy to see her... I'm sorry, is this an actual thing? Yes. Okay. It's been a joy to see her as a baby. I rescued her when she was older. Then came the breakup. I am keeping the older dog, but we can't agree who should take the younger one. I think of her as part of my dog, and I want to keep her. He argues this is selfish of me, and that we should each get a dog in the breakup. There is a parenthetical I'm not going to read to you yet, Marissa. And then it says, thoughts? I'm sorry, Signed. I'm having a hard time even existing in this reality. <laughs> Signed, dog mom. Is real? A thing that in- happens now? I'm surprised you don't know this. It's probably something that like entered your brain but didn't stick because why the hell should it? I mean, 20- they clone a sheep maybe and that's it or something? No, they have cloned sheep. Um, that's it. I don't know other things. In 2017, then 77-year-old Barbara Streisand shared a photo of her three dogs, Scarlet, Violet, and Fanny. <laughs> she doesn't know what Fanny means in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At- and the three dogs were on the grave of Streisand's late pup, Samantha, who died in 2017. The twins, Scarlet and Violet, 
are honoring their mom, with cousin Fanny in the center. Streisand captioned the post, which features three pups posing on top of the grave. Uh, Streisand revealed in February of 2018 that she had cells taken from Samantha's mouth and stomach before she died, using those samples to, to make the clone of her pooch. No, no, I did not know this. Okay, so the response is this. <laughs> As an exercise in tolerance and compassion, I'm setting aside any urge to judge you and your former partner's decisions. <laughs> okay. And I hope our readers will too. And then he puts in quotes, how dare they clone a dog when so many dogs need homes? Honestly, yes. The fact is, there are now two living creatures, both beloved by their caretakers. I'm sorry for your distress in having to make new arrangements, but it seems you must. Having long lived with dogs myself, I can't help thinking first of their well-being. Disrupt your dog's lives as little as possible. Keep them together if you can. They probably spend more time together than with either of you. And let them stay in the same environment if possible. Most dogs thrive in routine. Okay, so that kind of answers the question. Now I'm going to tell you what was in the parenthetical, because it's going to come up in the next part. At the end of it, right before the word thoughts, the writer puts in parentheses, note, he paid most of the cloning costs, about $50,000. Oh my God! Still, there is no, and back to the answer, still there is no avoiding the fact that your former partner paid most of the $50,000 in cloning costs, that is persuasive evidence of an ownership stake. Oh, uh, yeah? If the younger dog tolerates it well and geography allows, try sharing custody of her, or perhaps both of them, in weekly turns, or offer to repay your ex for his financial outlay. If I neither assume of, you don't deserve $50,000. Right. Around, bro. If neither of these options works, let him take the younger dog and help, it ma- help him to make it an easy transition for her. Mm, a lot of people stay in loveless marriages just for the sake of the children. I yeah. would say that is an option that should be posed to them. Well, I mean, I, I figure they are aware of that as an option. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be a great advice answer. Like New York Times says, you sure you don't want to just stay together? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you know that's an option? Oh, man. Do we know? Wait, did they? Did I? Did I miss it? Do we know if they live in close proximity to one another? Another now that they're separating, or that doesn't bring that up? No, it it didn't come through. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. I'm sorry, poor dogs. But if you got fucking pay fifty thousand dollars, bro, unless you're gonna pay him fifty thousand dollars, no. Yeah. What do you like? <laughs> like you think the person giving the advice is just gonna be like, nah, whatever. Too bad for him. Like, no, ew. Yeah. But I also see the point where she's like, well, the dog is mine. The old dog, for lack of a better term, <laughs> is mine. And the new dog is made of the old dog. It's like a set. We need to keep it together. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a part of my family. Yep. <laughs> Bitch, don't and now they won't even have you dog. over. <laughs> what do you say? And now they won't even have you over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's why you shouldn't fucking clone animals, motherfuckers. I don't even feel bad for these people. I feel bad for the dogs. I don't feel bad for these people at fucking all. Um, The rest of this is largely lifted from an article from The Atlantic, 
which I spotted a few days ago called... I'm sorry. I can't believe I didn't know people could just fucking clone their animals. The article is called, Are Pet Cloners Happy With Their Choice? And this is by Chiaria Dello Gioio. I think I got that right. I went with the Italian pronunciation. Okay. Believe it or not. The English-Italian pronunciation. Viagen, the U.S.'s most popular pet cloning facility, started cloning livestock and horses in 2002. Oh, God. Horses, Marissa. That's disgusting. Nobody needs more of their muscles around. Then they expanded to dogs and cats in 2015. Since then, they've cloned close to 1,000 pets. And its customer I hope they're count, happy with themselves. Its customer count is rising. There are some things about this that are not cool. Uh, you don't have... What do you mean? It's already not cool. You don't even have to... I hate all of this. I'm not pro-cloning. <laughs> well, I mean, that makes the rest of the show a little flat for me because you're completely against it. But, you know, we'll we'll explore the details and then you can say, that's another reason why I'm against it. Yeah, okay. The process requires a pet tissue sample to be cultured to produce millions of cells. The nucleus of a donor egg to be removed and replaced with one of those cells, and the embryo to be implanted into a surrogate animal, which will give birth to an identical twin of the original pet. Because surrogates are implanted with several embryos, there is about a 30% chance that multiple ones will be born, though the owners, the owners can take them all home for the same price. Again, 50 grand. <laughs> Holy shit. So it's fucked up. <laughs> it is because you are taking essentially we'll just we'll just broaden the vocabulary to, a bit so that it's easier for me because I can't think of words right now. But like you're taking the DNA from your dog. You're shipping it off to these people in Texas. And these people in Texas are taking an egg from another animal, mixing the two inseminating that other animal to carry your pep, your dog to term yeah. and give birth to your dog. Wow. And then the dog is snatched away from its biological parent. Yeah. And flown to you. I don't like that at all. And I can't remember if I have it in here or not, but people try to pick up their dogs in tax-free states. So, like... If, say, Wisconsin is a tax-free state, I live in California, your company is in Texas. If I pick it up from Wisconsin and I drive it back home, I don't have to pay taxes on it. But if you give me the animal in California, then I have to pay taxes on the 50 grand that I spent on it. So how are they doing that? Uh, this company seems to meet people wherever they want to meet them. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Princess Ariel and Princess Jasmine... Our twin clones spawned from the DNA of retired police officer John Mandola's late dog, Princess. Okay. In 2016, right before Princess died, Mandola had ordered a genetic preservation kit from Viagen. The pet cloning... I mean, I didn't think cops made that much money. <laughs> the cops make a ton of money, man. <laughs> I didn't think you just had... You make it enough to have just 50000 fucking dollars to clone your dogs. Yeah. But okay, kudos to you. Them, they work hard. Uh, Viagen is located in Cedar Park, Texas, and uh, that's where he sent the sample. 
the company opened in 2015, and they cloned dogs and cats for $50,000 and horses for $85,000. God. Mendola spent several years saving up and sold his car to afford it. Well, there oh, you go. Okay, that is funny. But now he has two versions of his beloved pup. There's a video about Biogen. Is that, yeah, that uh, you can look up on YouTube. But the guy who runs it goes, yeah, I'm a dog lover. <laughs> and then he, go, he goes, I got two dogs. I got 20 horses. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> 20 horses? <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Snuppy, the first clone dog born in 2005, was the result of more than 1,000 embryos implanted in 123 surrogate dogs, resulting fucking everyone involved, (laughs) resulting in three pregnancies that ultimately yielded just one healthy puppy. And I'm sorry. So did it just yield a whole bunch of fucking fucked up sick puppies? Like, that's what I take out of that statement. Some of them were stillborn and some of them just didn't survive. The, to full cool, term. Man. Fuck yeah. it all. Fuck all of you involved in this. Fuck all of you. In 2018, 20 dogs had to be implanted to create one clone of a toy poodle. Surrogates, this, Marissa, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this is the part that really fucked me up. Surrogates, the dogs that carry the babies, so to speak, mm-hmm. yeah. are leased from a breeder. Oof. So the breeder just borrows them to be impregnated for clo- um, with clones. Yeah. And yeah. then when they have the ba- the puppy, you just like and the lease is up, you just give them back. Oh, that breeder goes to hell. <laughs> Not that it's one; there are multiple. Melaine Rodriguez, Viagen's client service manager, told me that all of the company's customers used to have the option of adopting their clone's surrogate. But after too many clients complained that their dogs were bonded more tightly to the surrogate than with them, Viagen the <laughs> they stopped offering canine clients the option. You fucking selfish ass cunts. I'm sorry. I'm really angry. Ethicists and animal welfare activists have argued, too, that cloning is particularly pernicious when millions of animals are languishing in shelters. In a promotional video on Viagen's site, Rodriguez claims that clients don't ever have to know what it's like to have them gone, them being their pets. And plenty of customers take that promise quite seriously. They don't just want a new pet that reminds them of their previous one. Rodriguez told me that, quote, a lot of our clients will go in it hoping that it's the same pet all over again. I mean, you can't really control that. Right. So... The one in the question at the start of this topic, that particular owner met the dog and rescued her from a shelter mm-hmm. later in the dog's life. So then, oh, so then the environment in which they grow up is going to be different than the environment that 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 the re- that the original dog grew up in. So they're totally not going to be the same. Except <laughs> embryologist Dennis Militinovich. <laughs> Sounds good. Viagen's cloning lab manager offers anecdotal evidence that says you might be wrong, Marissa. I absolutely don't believe that. I would I would a hundred percent believe that whatever you said his job title is, who works in a clone facility <laughs> lies. I personally am convinced that behavior is seventy five percent genetic and everything else 
nurture is 25%. I'm sorry, is he saying that in terms of humans also? He's saying this about dogs. Yeah, um, I don't think so, bro. That's just based off of my own viewing and experiences with the clones. Yeah, His colleague, okay. Chief Science Officer Sean Walker, is more measured. It's the same genetic makeup, and genetics make up all the characteristics of an animal, but we don't know how it affects behavior. But what I can say is, I have been overwhelmingly surprised at how much it appears behavior is controlled by genetics, based on the feedback that we get from our clients. I mean, I will say I'm sure genetics do play a large role. 75%, I doubt it. Also, I'm sure the clients can easily just be projecting whatever they want onto Absolutely. the situation. Absolutely, yeah. Because they pay 50000 fucking dollars. <laughs> You'll be the dog I told you to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kelly Anderson, a dog trainer in Austin, Texas, told me that her late ragdoll cat, I don't know what that means. I don't either. <laughs> Apparently it's a breed. Chai first came home with a lot of diseases, so Anderson spent months nursing her back to health, which she felt strengthened their bond. Chai was not a particularly affectionate cat, but in moments when Anderson was depressed, she said Chai would snuggle up to her, somehow seeming to sense her turmoil. She believes Aww. that Chai saved her life on numerous occasions. When Chai died, unexpectedly, at five years old, Anderson Aww. decided to clone her and named the new kitten Belle. Okay. Belle looks just like Chai. Long-haired, white fur, bright blue eyes. But her demeanor is entirely different. Take that, geneticist. Yeah, exactly. That sounds about right. Though Chai was always reserved, Belle is outgoing. Whereas Anderson nurtured Chai through their near-fatal through near fatal illness, Belle has always been perfectly healthy. Anderson loves Belle. I'm sorry, was she really hoping she would get a real sick right? cat? No. <laughs> Anderson loves Belle enormously and doesn't regret her choice to clone but she'd forged a bond with Chai based on very specific experiences, coaxing her out from under the bed when she was scared, gently getting her to swallow her medicine, gaining her trust. With Belle, Anderson said, she doesn't feel the same connection. I'm she sorry, bitch, unless you wanted the cloners to, like, <laughs> give her trauma from the start, how the fuck are you going to have that? She doesn't just miss the combination of DNA that was Chai, she misses their relationship which was built on unreplicable memories and experiences. Yeah. Well, maybe you should have thought about that before you cloned her, duh. Now, I'm going to say that this one's worse. Okay. <laughs> there is a man in this article, and I just need you to know that I'm not making it up. Okay. The man's name is West Westmoreland. <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> who owns a construction company in Jacksonville, Florida, told me that Peanut 2, his cloned miniature Dashhound, is essentially a perfect continuation of his predecessor, Peanut. Okay. Marissa, what do you think about that? Like, naming the dog, the first dog's name, 2. I was actually just thinking, you either need to commit to it being a different animal, or you should give it the exact same name. Otherwise, it's just weird. Yeah, I had trouble reading the rest of this area because they... They call it Peanut 2, Roman numeral, and Peanut 1. So I was like, Peanut I had been... Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Peanut 1 had been deeply attached to Westmoreland, who is quadriplegic and uses a wheelchair, okay. and had quickly become his service dog, spending most of her time in his lap accompanying him to doctor appointments. Aww. 
When she died after 13 years, Westmoreland was devastated. Several months later, he brought Peanut 2 home. The clone took on the same caregiving role as its predecessor. As soon as she could reach his foot pedals and clamber up his legs, she started spending most of her time in his wheelchair, not wanting to let him out of her sight. It's like having the same dog, he told me. It's unreal. Okay. (laughs) Wait, why is this one worse? Westmoreland does feel like he has his treasured peanut back in the form of Peanut 2. Okay. But he also has two new dash hounds, Cleo and Zoe. He adopted them right after Peanut died, and they were nothing like her. They didn't fill the void that she'd left behind. Okay. I asked Westmoreland if it was possible that he might have bonded with Chloe and Zio. What? Cleo and Zoe. <laughs> I hate the guy for picking those two names. <laughs> um, that he, if he might have bonded with them more if he had not been so focused on recreating a specific I mean, relationship with Peanut 2. ask that question, but okay. Perhaps, he told me. He would have connected, especially with Cleo, hoping that she could eventually turn into a good service dog. But now he'll never know because he decided Peanut 2 was right for the position. Mm. So fuck these other two. <laughs> but at least he's still keeping the dogs, right? He's not, like, killing them, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. In fact, Westmoreland is so pleased that he is considering getting a Peanut 3. Oh, my God, bro! But if he keeps replacing Peanut with clones, I, the writer wonder whether he might just be postponing his grief rather than coping with it. Uh, 100%. That's why cloning is <laughs> fucked up. I just realized how little I have. <laughs> so oh, that's the end of the episode? One possible explanation for this perceived similarity, Rodriguez told me, is quote-unquote cellular memory, a theory that memories from the brain can actually be stored on a cellular level, and mm. those memories are heritable. But it's also likely that genetically identical animals who are raised by the same owner in the same environment could end up displaying familiar behaviors. Or at least okay. that owners would interpret their behaviors as similar, as Marissa Yeah, exactly. Said. Yeah. Pets are, after all, the perfect object for this kind of projection. They can't challenge their owner's assumptions about who they are, what they are, or how connected they feel to their two-legged family. I looked up cloning fish mm-hmm. for Bryant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who I realize grows coral and not fish, but oh, he has fish too, though. Um, I did. There's a totally different way that they can clone fish. How much does it cost? Um, I don't. Well, okay. First, it's only certain types of fish. Okay. But I don't think it would cost much. In I'm fact, not- they're actually saying one of the articles posed the question: Would you buy a lab-grown fish? And in some ways, I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to know the difference? I mean, yeah. But then we get to, would you eat a lab-grown fish? No. Would you eat lab-grown beef? You know, and then we're kind of getting into that stuff. Already, and we don't even know. I don't even know. I think I would never do this. (laughs) But you don't know. Mm Hmm. Okay, I wouldn't do this. I'm open to the possibility that I could form such a bond, but I'm 40 now, so I'll probably die before it dies. (laughs) Shut up. Dogs live, unless you're Tanya, 
to like 13 or 15. Are you going to die at 55? Yeah, probably. Okay, cool. <laughs> but I have seen enough movies where you end up with an evil clone that I, I mean, wouldn't yeah. even I wouldn't even entertain this. I mean, yeah, it just feels like might as well bury them in a pet cemetery. Yeah, you may as well and then do whatever you do to get them to come back to life. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch Pet Cemetery, despite yeah. how much I want to talk about the song Pet Cemetery over <laughs> and over again. Um, yeah, no, I just yeah. What if they yeah? What if they are evil? You can't just like return a clone, right? Because sadly, I think you can return like shelter animals. I don't think you, I mean. I guess you could put the shelter. I guess you could put the clone. Yeah, you'd have to shelter. give it to the shelter. And now oh, you have weird. thousands and one animals <laughs> that can't find homes. And then, oh, God, are you going to disclose to the new owners that they're buying a clone? Are they going to want a discount? Or do you even pay for <laughs> dog shelters? I don't know how that works. I think sometimes I you make a donation. I think it's, like, strongly encouraged. Okay. Yeah, I just find there's so much fucked up about all this. Yeah. But I'm with you, Marissa. I was like, I knew about... Dolly, the sheep. Yeah, I did. I'm too. not surprised that you can clone a, a dog, but at the same time, I'm surprised that they have cloned over a thousand dogs, and that the process that they go through is not like on PETA's number one thing to protest. <laughs> I know. I remember Dolly. No, I I was aware of Dolly, and I haven't heard anyone talk about cloning in so long that I think I could have convinced myself I made up. That that happened, mm -hmm. I don't even know, and I definitely did not know the average just person who has fifty thousand dollars could fucking clone an animal. Yeah. When are we gonna clone babies, huh? Well, that's Might when you well. start. That's when you start your your baby factory, basically. Of. Um, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I don't even know what you mean, but I hate it. Well, that you're gonna inseminate some surrogate. You're gonna lease a surrogate. You're gonna inseminate them with your baby. <laughs> Yeah, me or, personally. And then um, they're going to hit the end and you're going to take them away from their mother. <laughs> but yeah. the list of animals that have been cloned is not terribly long. So I'm going to okay. go through them. Wait, it's a lot longer than it was earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just did a few more today. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the ones that we know what they are so that we don't have to like say, what kind of animal is that? Okay. Basically... I mean, it should be no surprise they cloned a rat. Why the fuck are you cloning a rat? There's, like, billions of fucking rats out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I assume that was one of the ones they started with. Why would you even bother, though? Um, a black-footed ferret. Okay. A camel. What? A carp. Well, a camel's close to a horse, right? Yeah, but, like, it's so big. And who? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. What I said made no sense. Uh, a carp fish. Okay. Um, a cat, domestic okay. cattle, a coyote, deer, dog, frogs, fruit flies. Ew! Ick. Don't don't clone fruit fries, you asshole. Oh, so whenever, whenever I said fruit fries, <laughs> shouldn't they be cloning um, endangered animals and endangered insect species? You would think so, but maybe yeah. they don't have the um, the cells to start it. Yeah, maybe okay. But you can clone a goat. You can okay. clone a horse. You can clone a house mouse. That's okay. the first time I've ever seen house mouse. 
I didn't know House Mouse was a thing. I, just I always heard house. Hi- house Mice, but house I've mouse. never seen it singular. Cutie. Uh, Marissa? No, I want a House Mouse, but the name is cute. What? They have successfully cloned monkeys. Wow. In 2017, the first successful cloning of primates um, used the same method as Dolly, and there was the birth of two live female clones. Oh, but not apes. Monkeys, right? Apes are so close to humans. Oh, these are little guys. These are cute little guys. Okay, okay. Because I'd be jarred if they're, like, cloning chimpanzees or, like, gorillas or some shit. Yeah, okay. Both of them are little guys. Okay. Few. Yeah, I feel like once they're cloning apes, we're next. You can clone a mule, a pig, a rabbit, a sheep, a water buffalo, a wolf. Why am I so jarred when they're large? I want to be like, a water buffalo, it's so big! That doesn't even make sense. It's true, I mean, you think, like, if if I have a billion cells in me, which I know I probably have much more than that, mm-hmm. you got to think, holy shit, how many does a water buffalo have? <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. I should tell you that most of this <laughs> development is happening in China. <laughs> yeah, okay. That sounds about right. But like the rabbit they did in France, the sheep they did in Turkey, you know, like there's enough going around. But Yeah, yeah. Idaho Jim. Huh? Idaho Jim was the mule that they cloned. Okay. And he was ranked third in the world among racing mules. <laughs> oh, all right. Good so anyway, me. that list of animals was just to pad the end of this podcast because I didn't have anything left. Marissa, any questions, yes. any feelings, any fears? I think I've made my feelings very clear. <laughs> I do not like cloning. I think it's fucked up for so many reasons. Besides the whole playing God thing, I think it's just not fair really to the clone. Yeah, there's a few things that I look up from time to time, like um, cloning. Uh-huh. Um, how close are we to bringing people back from the dead? Oh man, um, different things like that. Where I'm kind of like, I just want to know. Just I just want to be in the know, just in case. It's like you should put how close are we to to bringing people back from the dead? Not evil. That that's <laughs> something to really to really make sure you specify. I feel like. We can bring them back from the dead, evil, before before good. <laughs> you want an evil <laughs> a relative brought back from the dead? That's a piece of cake. No problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, creepy. I think that, that was a good, a good one in between Halloween and not Halloween. But it is kind of interesting, too, because I think that it's, it's funny. If you ask these people, hey, uh, we're going to clone your brother. Do you think it's going to have the same personality? They'd probably be like, no. Why would it? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But it's like, no, a dog will. And again, yeah. it, it, it sort of trickles down to you're not really thinking of a dog as like a, a being in some ways. Again, you're sort of making like a dog factory out in Texas. but And it also boils down to a biased source. So you can't fucking ask the company doing cloning for real answers, bitch. Yeah. But I did I did Google pet cloning regrets. And there were many, I'm sure. None. What? No way. <laughs> there was one guy on YouTube who said he regretted it. I started watching it and it was a short story this guy wrote where he imagined a sci-fi situation that the, you know, most of the time it says... Pet cloners have no regrets. 
Well, it seems like a certain kind of person clones their pet. And I said, I think that says a lot. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Me too. It's time for plugs. It's time for plugs. So any plugs? I should plug, even though it'll kind of be a little late now. But since you all subscribe to it anyway, I know I don't need to tell you that I released a new episode of the La Brea Purveya where I pick out Halloween costumes for each one of the uh, characters on the show, and I tell you why I picked which costume I picked. Oh, okay. What are you plugging, Marissa? Ooh, what am I plugging? Ooh. Uh, ooh. Um, ooh. We're doing it more. Ooh. Ooh. If you still watch horror movies past the Halloween season, I will say No One Will Save You it was pretty fantastic. That was my favorite new horror movie of the year. I didn't watch a lot of new ones, but I thought that one that one actually scared me. Have you seen that yet? You did, right? Yes. I wish I knew ahead of time that there was no dialogue. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I would have approached it good. with a different mindset rather than going, why don't you just say something? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's probably good that you told me that. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah, that was very annoying. <laughs> You, I don't want that to become a thing people do. I didn't love it, but I thought it was scary enough that I didn't mind. Yeah, for a guy who's had a few successful movies, it's kind of like, oh, this is a nice experiment, but don't do it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I recommend that. Um, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any suggestions for topics or just anything, you can call us at 570-POD-WOD-1 or you can email us at... Okay, everybody, this is a big announcement. Uh-huh. And I want y'all to listen to me. Okay. You can email us at yallheardpod at gmail.com. Oh, why'd you change it? Because we were receiving emails at shout at yallheard.me, uh-huh. but we could not write back to anybody because it got why? blocked by everybody's internet service provider. Oh, man. Okay, that's good to know. So what um, I'd like you to do is take a moment out of your day to send us an email to let me know that it works so that we can proceed with not receiving emails from you. Okay. (laughs) Like we used to. (laughs) Hey, we got a few every now and then. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. And I also, uh, for a long time was giving people the wrong email address. (laughs) I was saying y'all heard at shout dot me. So sorry. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Oh wait, did I say you could slide into my DMS at risk vandal? Hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash y'all heard. There's all sorts of shit up there. Marissa recently just did a gossip grill. All about... I almost said drossip drill. Yeah, that's fine. I'm very tired also, <laughs> um, which I feel like shows. Uh, yeah, I basically mentioned the main takeaways from the Jada Pickett-Smith and Britney Spears me- memoirs. Because you so. shouldn't read those. Let Marissa just tell you the highlights. <laughs> you know what? Brittany, I'm not going to read it, but Britney Spears' memoir seems slightly interesting. I don't like Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, I'm sorry. She probably doesn't have Smith in her last name anymore. I don't like Jada Pinkett. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hi.